Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. CBS Sports Radio. Yesterday, we had the article come out on GoLongTD.com. It's called The McDermott Problem, and it's a three-part article uh, regarding some of the problems with the Buffalo Bills and their football coach and Shaw McDermott, the author of the great column on his great website, golongtd.com, is Ty Dunn, who's kind enough to join us right now. Ty, my friend, I appreciate it as always. How you been? Doing well. Doing well. Great to uh, be here with you. I know we've texted and DM'd over the years. I'm a big fan. You do a hell of a job here. So thanks for having me, Zach. Well, I appreciate that. It means a lot coming from you. So we've all been in these positions where we say things or we write things and write, they blow up, they go viral, and then the teams respond to it. And there's two approaches. They either trash what you say and they say there's no credence to it or they accept some of the things. Uh, what has your reaction kind of been to the reaction that some of the higher-ups with the Bills have had to this article in the last 24 hours or so? Right. I mean, this was 21,000 words. 25 sources we're talking players coaches personnel that have worked with sean mcdermott played for him coached with him been around him every day so it it wasn't a positive light obviously the question is what's wrong with the bills like what, what how did they get to this point where the super bowl window is open you've got josh allen you've been banging on that door now for five six years really I, I, that that's kind of what drives the report in here, Zach. And it's, it's going to drive you to some not pretty places, obviously, whether it's treatment of assistants and threatening to fire those assistants, whether it is a speech gone awry, as everybody now knows. Yeah. So I get it. It's, it, it's not pretty. And he has every right to defend himself in that setting. And that that's what he did today. So it's, it's not a surprise, I guess, to answer your question. And I think that, the readers can make their own judgment, right? You, you read the stories and the substance that is within these stories from the coach perspective, the player perspective around the league as well. I, I also chatted with Brett Farr for an hour. He sees a lot of himself in Josh Allen. He kind of knows what it's like when you do have that special relationship with a coach, had it with Mike Holmgren, then he lost it and he wished he had it a lot longer than seven years. I think that's kind of the point of the story. You you have a good thing going if you're Buffalo right now. You're you're a, a nine, 10 win team for a very long time, but why not challenge yourself to be something greater given your quarterback? 
And I think it's fear because you even acknowledge it in the article. And I, I happen to be a big supporter of, of Sean McDermott until I read your article the other day. But even before your article comes out, you know, it did feel like it's time to move on. But I really do think it's the fear of how many coaches they had to go through in the past. And you point out, like, McDermott did break that playoff streak of not going for 17 years. And they've always been in the playoffs. And it just seems like the Pagula family is fine where they're at, even though we know there should be greater aspirations for this core. There's two ways to think about this, right, Zach? There is that argument to be made. And I think that is where a lot of um, maybe older fans are, even, even some younger fans that kind of remember the uh, the Chan Gailey, the, the Doug Marone, the Greg Williams, the Mike Malarkey, Dick Duran days, Rex Ryan. It yeah. was a clown show. Right? It was bad for, for every possible reason. But whenever that job became available, and I grew up here in Western New York, whenever the Bills were looking for a head coach, it was not a destination, right? They, I remember one year fans thought, oh, we're going to get, get Bill Cower, right? That, that's, that's who hmm. we're going to get to save this thing. Well, hell, nobody even knew who the GM was. They didn't really have a GM. There was no clear power structure for X amount of years. You're not getting the best of the very best to apply for that job and under those circumstances. So if you're going to think in that frame of – the dark side is around the other corner. If you remove Sean McDermott, it's another 17 years of no playoffs of just dismal, dreary, depressing football. I get it. You keep them right. Get your 10 wins a season. But if you're going to look at it in terms of Josh Allen is in his prime, Josh Allen is 27. Josh Allen had one of the best playoff games we've ever seen. And the head coach blew it in the final 13 seconds, exactly as he did against Philly when Josh Allen goes for 400 yards, five touchdowns is playing out of his mind. You got to think that maybe the other side is not gloom and doom. Maybe you do get an offensive coach who believes in his players late in games and is going to take that chance and is going to have a command of the room in a different way than Sean. And, and Sean deserves all the credit in the world because this place was a dumpster fire. It was bad and give him credit last year. I mean, Demar Hamlin, yeah. almost dies on a football field. He guided that team through an unprecedented situation. There's a lot of good to Sean McDermott, but I think it was worth raising the, the, the context here of you've got a special talent at quarterback. And as Brett Favre knows, these windows can close. He, he knows if Mike Holmgren didn't want total control and wanted to be the GM and the coach and went to Seattle, they would have won multiple Super Bowls because they had a really special thing. Take me behind the scenes, Ty Dunn, because there's sometimes, right, we do rants on the radio, and then the segment ends, and it's like, okay, you go on to the next segment. But yesterday, when I'm reading about the analogy he used of the terrorists with 9-11 and their communication skills, being someone that lives in the city now, you know, grew up on Long Island when 9-11 happened, it, it hit home, and, you know, I, I was really heated uh, even after saying what I said yesterday during the break, and it carried over into the next segment. You're well-sourced. You have so many great connections. When that story was told to you, how did you react to it when you were trying to uncover everything? The jaw just hits the floor. It's I inconceivable. Think that unbelievably inappropriate, inconceivable, unforgivable. It's terrible. It's terrible. And he did try to explain his thinking to the team. So, right, they're in training camp. St. John Fisher College, 2019. This is the third year of Sean McDermott as head coach. Second year with Josh Allen. So they're starting to think, okay, now, now it's time to become a playoff team. I'm sure that was the year that maybe he's really feeling some pressure. We got to get this thing going now. With Now that we have the quarterback, 
And I, I, he overthought it, right? It, it wasn't like this was on a whim and he just misspoke. He It, it speaks to who Sean McDermott is as a, as a coach in a good sense too, in terms of being maniacal and meticulous and obsessed with the details. When it comes to situational football, he has everybody prepared for, you know, red zone, third down, you know, second and medium with four minutes left, whatever, whatever the situation is. That's what the team needed post-rex, Ryan. They needed discipline and order and all of that. But he takes it to an extreme. And this was the extreme of all extremes to somehow try to articulate to your team that if evil can come together for – can come together and do something as heinous as the 9-11 terrorist attacks, imagine what we could do trying to achieve something great. So he overthought it. I think that is just a flaw that he has late in games, overthinking situations – and it came back to bite him. I mean, there there were granted the team has changed a lot since then, but I know in the moment there were coaches and players that were like, you know, what, what what the hell just happened? They they couldn't believe it. And Kyle Williams had just retired the year before, one of the more trusted veterans sure. that the Bills have had the last two decades. He's the one I believe that really kind of went to Sean and was like, dude, you, you got to talk to the team. You got you got to smooth this over. So then an hour later he comes out to the practice field and apologizes. Uh, but it, it did expose a blind spot, I believe. Ty Dunn here with us. Uh, when I'm reading your article, I, I also couldn't believe just because, you know, you're a well-respected reporter. You've been doing this for a long time. That's right. The, the Bills don't credential you. Why, why is that? That's their prerogative, right? Every team is going to be different. And I live 15 minutes from the stadium. And for whatever reason, they're, they, they said that they're just not credentialing new media this is multiple times over the course of the last few years hey you know as i told the bills then it's not going to stop me from doing my job because the bills fans have an appetite for long form for columns for podcasts just like any rabid fan base does uh so i did i did a podcast with isaiah mckenzie for two years i've sat down with players through through agents through themselves damar hamlin Deion dawkins naeem hines quentin morris um all, all kinds of players so when it comes to this team, this season, all the questions that people have, what's going on behind the scenes, I just wanted to call as many people as I possibly could on my own to get to get answers. And you know what just naturally happens. When you're not credentialed by a team and you have a piece out like this, Ty Dunn, people that don't like the piece are going to say, oh, well, Ty just has a vendetta against the Bills organization and Sean McDermott. H- how do you respond to people that are just saying you're just doing this because you, you don't like the Bills because they won't credential you? There, I mean, what, what can you say to anybody that isn't interested in learning about what happens with any team in this league behind the scenes? Like that, that is, isn't that why we get into this, right? Like there's press conferences and there's poll tested narratives that are established and set. And the NFL is a big, big, big business. I think that if you're a fan and you're pouring your paycheck into tickets, into parking, into $18 beers, into all this stuff, you deserve to know how this league is really run behind the scenes. And guess what? It's not always going to be pretty. It's not like this is the first uh, palace intrigue kind of story that I've done covering pro football. I've, I've done stuff at the green Bay Packers after covering yeah. the team, the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, uh, the Minnesota Vikings with Mike Zimmer. I was just in Jacksonville this last training camp and the urban Meyer days were not pretty. I, I think by large fans want to know what the hell's going on behind the scenes, beyond a press conference. So to those people who genuinely are interested in in learning something, go longtd.com. 
We're going to try to deliver uh, unfiltered, <laughs> unvarnished football coverage day. Not, not a bad segue, right? But uh, I get it. Hey, if, if people just want, you know, the slop served up on a platter at a, at a podium, and don't get me wrong, there are some coaches who are awesome at the podium. Dan Campbell, Mike McDaniel, go down the list. But I, I think that the fans deserve more. They you, deserve us in the media sitting down with guys one-on-one to learn something. So when McDermott says, uh, says today that this is an attack on his character, how do you view that statement from Sean McDermott? I don't think it's an attack on his character when I've got Isaiah McKenzie and Naeem Hines and Lee Smith and Patrick DeMarco and Taiwan Jones, like so many players in this series saying really nice things about Sean McDermott. I, I get it. You know, that's kind of what they want to set. And that's where a mob will potentially follow. But um, there, there was a lot of points made in this series of what Sean McDermott is getting at with this culture and why it was needed to a large extent post Rex Ryan, but it's not all going to be pretty, right? I mean, these assistant coaches that worked under him had some pretty specific examples to share. Chad Hall declined comment for this story, but I had heard through multiple people what happened there where the, the wide receivers on the team in 2020 who are setting all kinds of records, chip in to buy him a truck. And that's unheard of. That's amazing. Right. Your, your, your receivers are chipping in to get a dude a truck. And that's looked as that's looked down upon as a negative by Sean McDermott behind the scenes that it, it was a dark day at one bills drive. They said, I, there's a lot of detail in this series that I, I think does kind of speak to itself. The threatening to fire coaches kind of on a whim. That being said, look, just, just read it. People can make their own judgment uh, and they can listen to Sean McDermott. He has every right to, to defend himself. 100%. And uh, I, I would absolutely welcome the opportunity to, to chat with him at any day, any time. So the door I, isn't closed here. Limb, the door's not closed here. Go happen. They won't give you a credential. I don't think they're letting you speak to the coach. It would be fun. You never I, know. I would love it, but I don't think that's going to happen. Know. <laughs> hey, if the door is closed on their end, it ain't closed here. I'll just say that. Before we let you run on zero to a hundred on that scale, zero, no chance, a hundred. Uh, he's fully gone. Where do you think it is that McDermott is back next year as the, the head football coach of this team? I think he's back. I, I don't think that the wheels are going to completely fall off this team. They've got a hard schedule. You've got Kansas City, Dallas, Miami down the pipe. You know, I think the Chargers and Patriots in between. So it won't be easy, but you do have one of the best players in the sport in Josh Allen. You do have a team that offensively is playing really, really well. So I, I think that they'll win two games, maybe three, maybe sneak into the playoffs. But barring a complete meltdown, I would think he's back. I, I'm i not saying that's right or wrong. Just everything I hear, the ownership, they, they don't want to make a change if they don't absolutely have to. Last thing, just because I know, right, you covered the Packers for a long time. You've done a, a lot of work covering uh, the, the scene of uh, the legendary fans at Lambeau Field and everything that comes with the Packers. Uh, Jordan Love, I know that you're a fan. The last few weeks is looking pretty damn good. Uh, what would you say about the uh, Packers' future with Jordan Love at the quarterback position? Man, the future is unbelievably bright with Jordan Love. And he was raw out of Utah State. Obviously, it was a major gamble, major risk. When you also factor in the personalities involved, you know Aaron Rodgers as well. He was not happy at that at that that night. Uh, when they drafted Jordan Love, and a lot happened after that. But they got to this place eventually, and they got to it at the right time. Look, they probably, in retrospect, would have loved to have taken the unlimited amount of picks 
and players and whatever you could have gotten a trade for Aaron Rodgers a year before they did finally trade him to the New York Jets. But the timing was probably right in terms of Jordan Love's development because he finally got his feet wet. There's been some ups and downs, but he all along had those characteristics, I think, Zach, that you just can't coach and inject into a quarterback. Mentally tough, athletic, can improvise, big arm, throws at different angles. Uh, Now that he's getting experience with all these receivers that are the same age, by the way, I don't see how his arrow points the wrong direction anytime soon. And the Packers, they got a really winnable schedule the rest of the way. They could even sneak into the playoffs and be a threat. He is Ty Dunn, does a great job. Make sure you check out his website, golongtd.com, for pieces about Sean McDermott and many other NFL happenings as well. Ty, always great to connect with you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, Zach. Appreciate you. There you go. Ty Dunn joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Really good stuff and really an uh, intriguing piece and kind of paints a picture of the Buffalo Bills organization. And Ty has, has said this in the article. Right? You even heard him here a few moments ago. He thinks McDermott's going to be back. I, I just think it's time to move on. And I wanted Sean McDermott to be a head coach before anybody did. And I believe I thought the Eagles should hire him before Doug Peterson. I worked out with Doug Peterson. But I was a big fan of his, and he's done a really good job in Buffalo. But I use this analogy. Like, when you are building from the ground up, you may hire someone that builds most of your, your house. But then someone has to put the finishing touches on. And I just don't think Sean is ready to put the finishing touches on the house. And he's not ready to put the roof on top of the house. And I think he's done a lot of good work and all the work he can do. And now you need someone else to get this ball over the goal line and make sure that you give those Buffalo fans a Lombardi trophy, their first ever, something that they're definitely deserving of. All righty, this is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will uh, take a time out when we come on back, how this week will tell us all we need to know about the Dallas Cowboys. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa. 
to open west of one sports or on the odyssey app get in the zone auto zone auto zone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local auto zone get in the zone auto zone restrictions apply so i see from john morosi who covers major league baseball uh for the mlb network and also uh fox that a source has told him that Shohei Otani is en route to Toronto today. A representative of his agency at CAA would not comment when asked about Otani's travel plan. At this hour, Otani does not have a signed agreement with any MLB team. There's a lot of speculation and reports that the decision could come today. Maybe we'll get it by the end of the weekend, if not today. But let me just give a, a quick take here on Major League Baseball, and we'll get back to the football on a very happening football Friday in the Zach Gelb show. I see a lot of reporters today, like Major League Baseball reporters, that are like, oh, it's such a disservice what Otani's doing to Major League Baseball, a sport that doesn't get a lot of publicity, and he's been so close to the vest, and he's not really embracing, like, the public in this free agency chase. Like, am I so lost on this one? I think it's intriguing when we don't know for three days where someone is going to sign. And then out of nowhere, this report's going to come down, whether it's from Otani or whether it's from uh, like a reporter that he leaks it to that we find out that way. Like, don't get me wrong. If this was public and I know he's the biggest free agent, right? The sport has seen or the most hype free agent the sport has ever seen. If this was public and we knew necessarily where he was going on every single move, I don't know. I kind of get fatigued with this story. And I don't think we're sitting here for two weeks on CBS Sports Radio, that's for sure, when we're in the midst of the college football season towards the end of it. And yeah, the NFL as well, just because, like, let's say Otani goes to Boston and then Otani does, like, a public tour and he goes uh, to L.A. and then he goes to Toronto you know, yeah, we talk about it, but it's not going to change the landscape of Major League Baseball. Now, where he goes, what team he picks to play for, that's going to change. But I think you have a lot of reporters that are caught up in their feelings right now, that they're not getting this access, and the Otani camp is trying to restrict any leaks, and he's basically throwing it out there that he may not sign with the team if they leak out which way he's leaning or, or not. It's like, how... How much into yourself do you have to be as a reporter or as a fan to be so annoyed that this guy wants to keep it quiet? And here's the thing. I guarantee you this. If Otani was out there parading himself around from city to city and he made this a big public chase, you'd have the same losers that would get up on their platform and would say, oh, he's being too public. You know, shouldn't you respect the game? Shouldn't you have some class to the process? So I think it's a lose-lose. You're out there in the public, you get ripped. You want to keep this a secret until you make your decision, you get ripped as well. Like, Samter, you've been in the national scene for a very long time. Do you feel similarly to how I do, that if Otani was more public with this process, that it really wouldn't change much for Major League Baseball? Ultimately, where he signs and where he goes is what's going to change Major League Baseball because of the excitement that is surrounding this player. Yeah, 100%. And to your point, like, we ripped LeBron for, like, being too public with how he 
did his decision. Yeah. And, like, that's that's the free agency move that I kind of compare the most to the Sotani. Like, I can't remember a free agent frenzy in any sport that had this kind of buzz. Maybe Tom Brady, but that was so quick that it didn't And there really weren't a lot of teams up. interested. Right. So, like, this Otani buzz is, like, as big as it's been for a sport in a long time since LeBron in 2010. Mm-hmm. And we ripped LeBron for what he did. Even though he donated all that money to the Boys and Girls Clubs sure. of Connecticut, we ripped him for going public and how he said it. Otani's doing the opposite. So, it's like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, you're probably right that there's a lot of people who are frustrated. But I think as fans, we kind of appreciate it. I think most people who are part of this, you're right. It's football season. Basketball starting now. College football is getting to the playoffs soon. The Heisman is tomorrow. Army-Navy is tomorrow. Like, we don't need to hear daily, minute-by-minute updates on where Otani's flying, who he met with. And the fact that he kept it secret, I think it's kind of cool. It's kind of like a a pressure test for all the coaches and GMs to see who can keep their mouth shut. Yeah, and, and I'm actually intrigued now without, like, so many times in life now, we get told the answers to the test before having to actually take the test. And now I like that we don't have the answer. And they're like, I can get on the radio and say he's going to the Giants or he's going to the Dodgers or he's going to the Blue Jays. Like there's a lot of speculation out there, but it's fun and it's almost a mysterious way that we don't know. It's like you're watching a really good movie and you or you're getting ready to go watch a good movie. You get like a few reviews of what may happen and then you sit down in the theater and it's go time. Whenever he does make that decision. Now, just to go off what you said, Sam, there are two things. One, the other big-time free agency chase that I remember was Kevin Durant. When Durant ended up going to the Warriors, and you had, right, uh, the members of the Warriors going out to the Hamptons, and Durant was uh, basically stationed in the Hamptons. I think, like, Tom Brady went with the Celtics to go uh, visit Kevin Durant as well. That was the other one. But the thing on the LeBron part, Because you bring up a good point how LeBron, that's outside of the NBA Finals against the Dallas Mavericks. The lowest part of LeBron James's career when people think of ways to criticize him with actual criticism is is, uh, the decision. Now, the decision, like you said, was for a good cause, the Boys and and Girls Club. Um, I actually think a lot of people advise LeBron to not do it in that manner, like a lot of smart basketball people. But LeBron didn't listen, and he wanted to go about it his way. Um, The way that I will say this is this. I don't think it was the reaction to the decision by LeBron about, like, him doing it publicly and all that stuff. It's that you were so loyal to Cleveland, and, and, right, that was your home, and you were leaving that team. It's how long you dragged that out in a public setting. Like, Otani is not dragging this out in a public setting. He just wants this to be private. LeBron, if he would have just got up there and did the decision, it would have been one thing, but there was speculations and leaks coming from the LeBron camp, and they used used Chris Broussard throughout that whole process. It is so clear that someone close to LeBron camp was using Chris Broussard through that process because Chris would get on SportsCenter. I think he was working at SportsCenter at the time, and every day he would have a new destination. You know, he's going to the Nets. He's going to the Knicks. He's going to the Heat. Uh, every day, Chris Broussard was coming up with a new destination. So that's where I think it differentiates here. Yes, LeBron ended up having the rejection done publicly, which looked bad. But he also embraced the public persona of this. Whereas Otani, he wants this to be a secret and kept under wraps. And the whole baseball world, 
really is waiting for him to make that decision, and it's done in, in, in a secret way, which I think is pretty damn cool. And I mean, how the heck is he going to announce this? Like, you've been around a long time here, Samther. How do you think he ends up announcing it? You think he just releases a statement? You think the team releases a statement, or does he leak it to, to maybe like a trusted reporter? I think knowing Otani, like you said, he doesn't need a lot of fanfare. And we really don't know Otani, too. Well, I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think he intentionally keeps us at arm's length so we don't know him. So I think it's going to be somewhat muted. Like the first LeBron was the decision on TV. The second LeBron decision to go back to Cleveland was a letter. Was in the Tribune. Yeah. Was in the Players Tribune with you know Derek Jeter's company coming home. Yeah. And so it was a lot more like understated. I think that it's going to be either a leak or maybe we're going to get a report. You know, like some breaking news from some insider who's mm-hmm. going to get it. Um, but I don't. I don't think there's going to be a big announcement. Maybe you know, it's going to be something semi muted that's going to you know, spread like wildfire. Yeah, the only thing that I, I would not go Tani for, and I know this could be an old school way of thinking, but you have so many of these media companies like talking about if you want to grow the game and things like that, and ultimately Otani will grow the game when he gets on his new team and plays for his new team, assuming that he leaves the Angels. It is kind of unfortunate this decision comes down on a Friday or a Saturday. Like at this point, you know, once like 6 o'clock hits, like the traditional media cycle, it's over for the week, like, yeah, I get it, right? There's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's social media. You could go live and things like that. But that is a little bit unfortunate if you get the the Friday news dump or the early Saturday morning uh, news drop here where it's like, okay, a lot of people that work Monday through Friday in the sports world don't get to uh, really that attack that until Monday. That would be selfishly uh, the only thing that, that I would have a gripe with this uh, Shohei Otani process. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to Mark in Ohio next up on CBS Sports Radio. Mark, what's happening? I, I compare this to uh, what, the way Aaron Rodgers found out, uh, found his team, and I think Otani's going about it the right way where he's keeping it a secret, whereas Aaron Rodgers, by the time uh, – he ended up in the Jets. It was like the only place he had to go because rumors and assumptions had taken over and other teams started filling their rosters and were sort of taking themselves out of the running based on those rumors and assumptions. And so Otani's playing it smart where he's taking the rumors and assumptions out of the game so that he gets to choose instead of being eventually forced somewhere. Yeah, and I don't think that Rodgers got forced somewhere. It was he wanted to go once he came out of the, the darkness retreat where he went into the cave thinking he was going to retire. Remember that bull junk? Uh, he goes into the cave and then he walks out and he goes, oh, yeah, I didn't get any response back from the Packers. OK, I still want to play. He forced his way to the Jets like he knew the destinations that wanted him and he picked the team that that he wanted to go to like Rogers. You know, I, I know he's good for what we do, but he was an attention whore throughout the entire process. Uh, there was no doubt about it where Otani wants none of the attention on him. And I can't really fault Otani for that. Uh, let's go to Nate in Pennsylvania next up on CBS Sports Radio. Nate, what's happening? Nate. Hey, Zach. Yep, oh, go I'm ahead. Ethan. Sorry. Yep. Uh, I was talking to uh, – I just said to Samter, doesn't Toronto make the most sense uh, for Otani? Because um, he's from Japan. Maybe he's just sick of the press coverage in the U.S. He doesn't care about it. Go to Canada – they're nicer, and you would know better than I do as far as press coverage in Toronto, although I'm from Michigan. Uh, but maybe he's just more comfortable there. 
Uh, maybe, like I, I, and I don't know, Nate, but I'm just going to go out a limb here. Like, you could try to hide. Wherever you go, you're Otani. You're like a unicorn. You're one of one. Uh, with the Japanese media that covers him on a daily basis as well, there's always going to be a large contingency at home or on the road. And remember, you know, it's 162 games. Half of them are on the road. Everywhere you go, you're not going to be able to hide from, from the media landscape as well. So I haven't really thought of it. Uh, that way, but I would not have predicted before this process started Toronto. I thought kind of uh, in the off or right as the season was ending that maybe it was going to be the Giants or the Dodgers and maybe it'll still end up being, but it does seem like right now uh, the Blue Jays are the hot team and the Blue Jays are the expected team from the very little that we know. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Come on back with a little news brief. Also delve into the Eagles-Cowboys matchup as well. But first up with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here is the Ackman, Rich Acker. Let's take a look at who's got home field advantage this weekend in our NCAA football preview, sponsored by Fairfield by Marriott. Fairfield by Marriott is the official hotel part of the NCAA with over 1,000 locations around the country. You'll always have the home field advantage. Visit fairfield.com to book your stay. And uh, as much as I would love to read the rest of this read, Samter, um, it's a preview of Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> in the binder. All righty. Uh, the greatest rivalry in sports commences tomorrow with the 124th playing of the Army-Navy game at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Uh, Army last year in double OT and five of the last seven have been decided by a single possession. So... Uh, there we go. The Fairfield by Marriott. Look ahead for this weekend in college football. One of the great displays of uh, a rivalry between Army and Navy. And right, you have the pageantry of that game and just how cool it is. Like, right, Carlos, you, you know, better for instead of me to say, for, for you to say, just with Army, Navy and, and the emotions and how cool of an environment it is. And then you have the whole world watching coming up tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, because as much as I want to say go Army, beat Navy a thousand times, at the end of the day, America's the winner. Yeah, and it's it's respect for, uh, for both sides. And you come together after the game, after what is an absolute battle on the field. All righty, uh, Sean McDermott on the report about his uh, 9-11 comments. Uh, this is from the Ty Dunn article. Ty Dunn joined us earlier in the show when he used uh, 9-11 and the communication of the terrorists as kind of a message to his team how they should communicate the uh, right way. Still crazy. Know who I am, know how I try and do things. You know, it was clearly attack on, to me an attack on my character, and, and that's important to me, very important. Uh, as much, if not more, very clearly more than wins and losses. Wins and losses are important. Again, doesn't mean that I've uh, been perfect. No one's perfect. Um, doesn't mean that I haven't been without flaw. But to me, it's most important that, that I handle this job the right way. Him using the attack of my character. When you're the... Let me say this in a nice way. It's a Friday. I'm feeling good. When you are the dope... That's eh, probably the nicest way I could say it. That use the communication skills of terrorists that killed many innocent lives to try to portray that message to your team, how you should communicate in a perfect way and all work together. Yeah, I don't think that's an attack on your character. It's just showing how stupid you were in that moment. Now, there was other things in the article. I understand that. It's not just one incident. But even as Ty Dunn has said, there is good mentioned about Sean McDermott as well. So I, I don't love, oh, it's the attack on my character. And this was, and like, he spoke twice now about this. And it's like, yesterday, it was more so, okay, yeah, it was true with the 9-11 thing. And then today, it was more of the defense. I don't know. It, it does not sit well with me. 
And here's the thing. I don't know if the article, and I don't think Ty is that guy. I've known Ty for a long time, mm. Ty Dunn. He's a respect reporter. Respectable. I don't think he wrote the piece in order to attack his character and to take him down. However, when you do investigative journalism and you find out information and that information is negative, I mean, maybe it comes off as an attack, but it's just the reality. This is just what the reporting yeah, shows. The truth. I know Ty Dunn. He didn't go into it trying to take down Sean McDermott. He just tried to figure out what's going on with Sean McDermott. And all the stuff he was, not all, but a lot of the stuff he was getting back was negative. And so, like, to call it an attack is just, it's a wrong way to look at it, right? You have to look at it and be like, maybe I need to fix some things about myself if all these former players and people within the organization are saying these things about me. Yeah, and, and it's not as if Sean McDermott is, like, the worst human being to ever walk the planet. Like, the guy's been a good football coach. You haven't heard a ton of negativity surrounding him in the past. But I, like... The thing that I, I struggle with here is that, yeah, I'm not saying he should like it. No one's going to like this article if it's written about them, but it doesn't mean that there's not a lot of truth in that article. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, great player for the Steelers, one of their leaders. He rips his entitled teammates after another Steelers loss. In order to see fruit, you got to toil for it. I think too many people don't want to toil for it. They just want to walk out here and think that they're going to make plays and think that they're going to uh, perform at a high level. Um, I think we need to have more people that want to work for it. I'm not expected to be handed to them because this is the NFL. Nothing's handed to them. you got to earn everything. And I think that, you know, dudes just think that because they're wearing the black and gold that they're going to win games. And I think we need, to, we need to check their mentality and make people realize that they got to earn their mentality and they got to earn every single blade of grass and every single splash play and every single rep that they get out there they, they gotta earn it so sometimes athletes just say things to say things like there's a lot of cliche in there and then you could say okay is he just addressing the team in general or is there a specific person there and Samter said it in my ear and, and I was fully thinking the same thing when I hear that it kind of just screams he's talking about George Pickens who is so accomplished from what he did in college but in the NFL, he really hasn't done much. And he acts as if he's Jerry Rice or he's Terrell Owens or Randy Moss. And he's like one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Now, George Pickens' frustrations could be put in the right place. And he could maybe, you know, you should be frustrated when you're not getting the ball and the team's not playing well. But when this has become like a weekly issue now with George Pickens, can you go... Do something on the field first. So maybe that's uh, some of the entitlement come from Georgia where you win, 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 where maybe that's what Minka Fitzpatrick is talking about and aiming that message to George Pickens. Here is uh, Nick Bosa of the 49ers making it known that they have figured out how to stop Jalen Hurts. You see it on tape, though. Uh, and then, obviously, we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully, Cowboys watch the tape. Um, we made Jalen stay in the pocket and escape outside instead of those big gaps and uh, paid off. Because uh, Jalen's looking at the rush every play. Um, so, yeah, you just have to be disciplined and, and not give him that quick escape route where he could get to his guys quick. And I also saw that, um, you know, Greg Cosell put out a piece that he's given up on the plays too early and trying to leave the pocket too early as well. Uh, Cowboys have a good defense, not a great defense, but a good defense. 
And we know they have one of the best uh, guys that could get to the quarterback in the league and Micah Parsons makes for a fun matchup on Sunday. I think the Eagles are going to win uh, because it's what the Cowboys usually do. They dominate the bad teams, but then they go up against the good teams. Either they have a good show and they don't find the way to get the win at the end of the game. But there's a tremendous amount of pressure on the Dallas Cowboys to get the job done. So we talked about Oklahoma's uh, Dylan Gabriel entering the transfer portal, right? Jackson Arnold is also the highly uh, rated recruit who's been there for a year at Oklahoma. And Brent Venables uh, made a little comment on Dylan Gabriel entering the transfer portal. It didn't have anything to do with Jackson. I think Dylan had every intention to go to the NFL. In his mind, this was going to be his last season. He's going to have a great year, put himself in position to go, you know, chase his dreams, you know, in the NFL. And quite frankly, we did plan to, you know, again, go into the 24 season without Dylan Gabriel. Dylan knows uh, certainly, you know, he was more than welcome to, to stay and continue to compete and be, you know, the quarterback at the University of Oklahoma. So, Samson, I think we got our answer. This was Greg Gabriel goes in there, transfers in, and says, I'm going to come, I'm going to play for you guys, then I'm going to go off to the NFL. So Oklahoma has to get their next guy ready and their next guy up. And Jackson Arnold, right, highly uh, recruited, may have shown them some things behind the scenes. They feel like he's ready to play, so they probably just wanted competition. And I understand from Dylan Gabriel's side, yeah, you should have confidence in yourself. I'll beat out Jackson Arnold. But if you don't get that assurance that you're going to be the starter, and right, this is your last year, you want to go elsewhere. And that's what I think that this ultimately came down to because he wanted to know for sure that he was going to start somewhere. So it's not like a reverse of the Spencer Sanders situation where in this case he'd be staying, but like Spencer Sanders left and then you didn't hear from him last year because Jackson Dart beat him out at Ole Miss. Marvin Harrison Jr. was asked about if he's entering the NFL draft. Yeah, I'm still undecided. Um, you guys know uh, coming into this year, uh, I went to BGTN North and won a Big Ten Championship and obviously I did not do that this year. So, um, I think it's a great motive to come back if that's what I decide to do. Because um, that's something I definitely want to do in my uh, Ohio State career. And not being done that yet definitely opens the door uh, for me to come back. But uh, undecided. Yeah, he's he's going pro. I don't think anyone actually believes it. It's like when Caleb Williams is the same thing. Does anyone actually think he's going back to USC? Now, Samter, let me just run this by you. This could be a little bit of a hot take. But I'm going to give it to you anyway. So, Ohio State all throughout the year, and especially leading up to the Michigan game, they X out the M's, and they refer to Michigan as that school up north. When you lost three years in a row, I think you need to pipe down on putting X's through the M's and also still referring to them like in a disrespectful name as like, oh, that team up north, I can't say Michigan. They beat you the last three years. Like, I don't know. It's a little cocky. I'm going to be honest. I think it's the exact opposite. What, you got dial up there? Uh, no, uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I think it's the opposite. I think that when you're winning, right, it's kind of petty to cross out the ends because you're, like, winning, right? Like, as a Yankee fan, we don't care about the Mets, but the Mets fans get very pissed about Yankee fans. But at least you have a to stand fans. on. You're, you're winning. Now you're losing. Right, but when, you're losing, you look weak. but when you're losing, you hate the guy who keeps beating you, so you want to cross out their name. I get that. That's, like, the anger. Like, we want to beat these guys who keep beating us. When you're the ones winning... You don't care about crossing out the M's. Why would I cross out the M's? Like, we keep crushing these guys. They mean nothing to us. Yeah. Crossing out the M's shows them that they matter. They don't matter. I think it's very minor league when you do it when you've lost three years in a row. You know, I think you need to pipe down uh, on some of the uh, that team up north and, and putting the X's through Michigan. That's just me. Just me. Maybe Michael Fry has a different opinion. Big Ohio State fan. I listen to the show.
It is the Zach Kelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Come on back. We got a few questions. We got a few answers. We do this every Monday and Friday on the show. We call it Onside Offside. Zach Kelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Coming on back after these short messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.